the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Ken Sukuri Ministries. Scripture tells us in Psalm 34, 18, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. These are the ones I look on with favor, those who are humble and contrite in spirit, and who tremble at my word, says Isaiah 66.2. We find beauty in brokenness when we choose to sit close with Him and trust that He is listening. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds, our words of healing, in Psalm 147.3. Brokenness is a blessing because it puts us on the road to a breakthrough. Brokenness to Beauty with Brittany Francis, founder of Kensukuri Ministries, starts now. Welcome to the program. This is Brokenness to Beauty with Brittany Francis. I'm Suzanne, and today we're going to be talking about casting your pearls. Now, last week, Brittany spoke to you about old rubble and how to start the process of rebuilding your walk. So today we're going to talk about casting your pearls, I don't even know what that is. I've heard that phrase, but Brittany, what are we doing with casting your pearls? The first piece that we need to figure out is what the old rubble can be turned into, right? Mm, Okay. So the old rubble many times is going to be what the Lord uses for you to build an altar. Like we talked about, about you having to lay down on your altar, right? Some of the other old rubble, it becomes um, something that you're going to build upon in your life. So you make better decisions for the Lord because of your old rubble. Gotcha. And some of the old rubble is something that one of my favorite statements I've ever heard is that it goes into you as an oyster and the oysters, when oysters form pearls, a lot of times there's splinters almost that get inside an oyster and because of pressure and because of of the turning around upside down inside the oyster, uh, that irritation becomes, it's a natural reaction to cover up that splinter and it becomes a pearl through time and through pressure as you would say Mm -hmm. so a lot of times what we need to do is we need to look at that old rubble Mm -hmm. and identify is this meant to become a pearl is this meant to Uh, build upon to make better decisions with the lord okay or is this something that i just need to build an altar and die on it Mm -hmm. and be done with it just jettison it Right. Yes. Get rid of it. (laughs) (laughs) So I think the first piece is figure out what our pearls are. And I'm so about testimonies because testimonies very much so are our main pearl. Right. Okay. So if, if I'm sharing with you, if I'm sharing my testimony with you, I am building a pearl. Because you really are. I'm using the rubble that's Mm -hmm. in my testimony and I'm building a pearl. So really pearls come from rejected rubble. That's right. It's so good. That's pretty good. It's so good. And you can have more than one, right? We can, yes. have, we can have a lot of them. Absolutely. And I think that a lot of times what we do as Christians and just as people, right? Because a lot of the Bible, although many people are not Christians, they mm-hmm. do use a lot of scripture, right? Mm-hmm. 
So do not cast your pearls before the swine is a very well-known scripture inside the church and outside of the church, right? So I think that a lot of times what we need to do is we need to identify what our pearls are and what our pearls and who our pearls are for. Because if we take those pearls and we just give them out freely, then a lot of times those pearls are going to be rejected pearls, Mm -hmm. broken pearls, and then they have to go right back through the pressure process and to be remade again. So you got me thinking about something. I've run into people that have said that they feel that God has a plan for their life and they're called to ministry, but they don't really know what the ministry is supposed to do. So when you ask, well, what is your ministry? They're very vague about it because they've had all of this testimony and pearl building. And like you're saying, they don't know which ones to necessarily jettison. And so they're building on almost an unstable bed of pearls. Mm, That's good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. So if I've got pearls of wisdom and uh-huh. I, and I've learned and and I'm walking and I'm and I'm testifying and I'm I'm really going to God daily and mm. confessing and and asking him to rebuild me. How do I know which ones just to put on the shelf mm-hmm. as an experience in the past? Do you have any advice for that? I actually do. Um you know, nothing ever happens in our lives without a reason. Right? Right. And so I think that using the shelf example is beautiful (laughs) because there are so many times that I have a, a testimony for somebody, Mm -hmm. but only bits and pieces are necessary for right now. Right. Hmm. And so we always have to look at every single thing in our life as not something that was a waste, even if it's something that we don't ever want to talk about, but we might have to shelf that we may have to allow that to be continuously built on right and so i would say that none of the pearls are for nothing or for nobody no you're right because if you look at it as a waste then you can become bitter absolutely absolutely in matthew it it says god's kingdom is like a treasure hidden in a field for years and then accidentally found by a trespasser the finder is ecstatic what a find And proceeds to sell everything that he owns to raise money and buy that field. Or God's kingdom is like a jewel merchant on the hunt for an exquisite pearl. Finding one that is flawless, he immediately sells everything and buys it. You know, we have to be very careful about Mm -hmm. those pearls. We have to be very careful about who we throw those pearls out to. And that means your testimony, right? So if I'm in the middle of a divorce, let's say I'm in the middle of a divorce. Do I need to talk about that right now as part of my testimony or do I need to wait until I see what the Lord is doing Mm -hmm. in it? Because I can also cause somebody else a lot of damage because I'm not healed yet. Right. Exactly. So if you're just blabbing away to people. Right. Because you're offing some sort of emotion. Right. That's not a real testimony, is it? No. And you you may not even know that it is going to be a pearl. You may not even know that you're casting your pearls. That's right. That's right. How could you? You're too early in it. A scientist opens up a clam. They cannot guarantee that there's going to be a little speck that becomes a pearl. There's a lot of things that make Mm -hmm. the pearl, right? Okay. So we need to be very cautious as women, especially as this program develops. We need to be very careful when we bring people on even that they already know what pearls are to be given to others Mm -hmm. and what pearls are not Mm -hmm. right we have to protect those with our lives the lord says to protect what he has given you yes not to throw it away so we've all run into those people 
and they sort of do a scripture salad when they're talking to you. Uh-huh. You know, they're just talking <laughs> and talking, and they go literally from quoting one verse to the other to the other. And there are a bunch of verses that it seems like they've memorized them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it doesn't make sense because they're not actually verses that are connected to one another mm-hmm. in any tangible mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. in terms of story or example, or there's no continuity there. And they think they're doing a great work with you or for you or showing off to you or, or right. whatever. But really what they're doing is they're muddying the water right, and not allowing that one piece of rubble to settle to become pearl. Right. And that's what goes back to what you were asking me mm-hmm. about. How do people know that something is becoming a pearl? It's or is a pearl already. It's really spending time with the Lord. He'll it's, tell you. Yeah. It's sitting back with the that Lord and asking the Lord, you know, today I'm going to be spending time in whatever part of the Bible. God, show me today what pearl is to be given out and what pearl you're still working on and developing inside of me. And there might be some pearls that we just need to shelf inside of our hearts before mm-hmm. we give them to somebody else because we could cause damage. Mm-hmm. They are not pearls yet. And I would think that if you're doing your work with the Lord and he's giving you what you need to work on, then it's sort of like the the two ears, one mouth. You know, you listen with your two ears, which means you listen more often than you speak. I would think it would be the same thing in terms of sharing with people and, and offering testimony they may not want it. Right. And it may not be developed enough for you to give, and the Lord may not want you to give it. Right. That goes back to motive, mm, right? So last yeah. week we talked about the motives of our heart and how God judges the motives of our heart. Is our motive to be heard? Is our motive yes. to be right? Is yeah. our motive uh, to give something that was mm-hmm. not meant to give just because we want to sound smarter than what we actually are in the mm-hmm. moment because we want to feel more important. Doesn't that happen so often? It happens. You know where it plays so out much. all the time is in Bible study. Yes. <laughs> all the time. Oh my gosh, we're all laughing because we're saying, yes. yep, I know yes. that one. And then yes. at work, it yes. happens at work. It does. You it know, does. the one person that just raises their hand and said, you know, weren't you going to, you know, do this or that? And I know this and I know that. Yeah. Right. So I think identifying our pearls is the most important piece, right? Identifying what they are. And also another piece about identifying our pearls is even in our household, Mm -hmm. between our husbands, between our children. Man, there are so many times that I think that I'm giving my children wise counsel, (laughs) but I haven't asked the Lord yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that is good. Yeah. Did you guys just hear me say that? And the yeah. kids, oh. Or kids are going, now I'm even more jacked up than I was before, Mom. Right. You know, I really need to ask the Lord, hey, is this before I speak? I know that the producer earlier, she was saying, before I speak, before my feet hit the ground, right? What pearls? Show me, Lord. Identify those pearls before I give them. Even to my family. May nothing I say be out of a motive of being right mm-hmm. or looking good. Yeah. May it all reflect back on you because you are the one that's developing these pearls and inside of me. That is so hard. It is. The whole culture is oriented around looking good, being right, right, right. making a lot of money, <laughs> being over, running the game, all of that. Right. Like, that's not what we're supposed to be doing. No. I guess there's a reason they call them pearls of wisdom. <laughs> they, that is, that <laughs> is. You have to be discerning with that. And sometimes you just have to be quiet. 
It is. Oh, and that's hard. It goes back to Isaiah 58 again, mm-hmm. right? You'll be known as those who can fix anything, restore old ruins, rebuild and renovate, making the community livable again. Mm. The community can be anything between your work, your ministry, your home. Is what you are giving something that's going to make it livable again? Is this something that the Lord gave you? Is this a piece? You know, I think looking back on our lives and writing down that one of the things that I did a few years ago when I was being trained was writing down my testimony Mm -hmm. and bullet points on my testimony of what happened to me and then what did God turn it into? Oh, wow. And when I did that and sitting there in the honesty of just me and the Lord and asking him, what did you do in this situation? I went through a nasty divorce. What did you do in this situation? I adopted my incredible son. Mm-hmm. What did you do in this situation? Because it was not easy getting to that point. My daughter, she's special needs. Lord, what did you do giving me this child and choosing me to be her mother? What are you entrusting me with here? And what pearls are you going to turn them into? And are they turned into pearls yet? Or are we still in the process? And Lord, if we're still in the process, and if I meet somebody else that's still in the process, may I be cautious with my words mm-hmm. because I don't want to tear down that other person's community. Yeah. I want to ensure that I'm helping them make the community livable again. And if that just means me not giving one word of wisdom, quote unquote, the pearls of wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. If that means me shutting my mouth and just saying, read God's word and love the Lord well, that is maybe what we are called to do. So when you talk about community, the picture that came up in my head was we're actually in a lot of smaller communities. I have a community at work. I have community with you. We have community with KJ, our producer. Right. And so each one of those communities are separate. Right. But I think what we are doing is we are forgetting that we are actually all in one community. We are called to lasso heaven and bring it down to earth. That is part of our prayer, right? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the community that we're talking about. We are talking about taking our arms. Jeremiah 31, 22 says that there will come a day when woman will encompass a man. When you actually look at the original scripture, you're actually looking at what he's describing as the Holy Spirit Mm. is going to come and wrap his arms around the world, bringing it all together as one for the Lord and for the kingdom is what we are doing is what we are purposing to do. Even with raising our children, being a neighbor, being at work, all these communities are separate, but at the same time, they're all supposed to be for one purpose, one purpose, one purpose. And so I think that's a major piece of what Christians are missing right now. Yes. I was just thinking that we're missing that. We do. We we miss it. I'm Baptist. Oh, I'm Assemblies of God. Well, right. I'm Pentecostal. Who cares? There are 31 flavors. There are 31 flavors. And you know what? Every single one of us holds a little bit of answer to what we can do to bring this kingdom all together as one, making this community livable again. The church should be the first place that people run to, not run away from. Yeah. You know, on social media, it makes my heart so sad that when Kinsakori Ministries does an advertisement, we get so much hate mail. Really? It breaks my heart. Oh. 
But you know what it is? It's because broken people and hurt people hurt people. That's right. And they didn't know that they could come and they could run to a ministry and feel whole again because the ministry has failed them prior. Yes. And it's because we have not purposed to make the community livable again. We were focused um, for so many years and still are in building our own kingdom, our own churches. It should be that it is not a painful piece for pastors to be in the same room together. It's not a competition. Right. If we really, truly trust the Lord, we know that he is going to take each one of our pearls, even the pearls that are produced inside a church, and he is going to strand them together and create a beautiful necklace, all to glorify the Lord. And if you look at what's happening over the past few years, the church is closing, um, then reopening. Not as many people are returning. Uh, They're not tithing in the way that they were before. The church's projects for the communities are now being put on hold. There's food shortages. There's all kinds of ways that we've become separated from each other. And stoking those differences is really not helping. No, it's not. You know, you're right. I mean, we're in Texas, so there's a lot of Baptists here. But it doesn't mean that the Baptists have all of the answers. I mean, we we have a staff member here who's a Lutheran pastor. And he calls himself a renegade Lutheran. And he's, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> he's really wonderful. And the thing that I love the most about him, that's Pastor Brian. And he'll hear this and start laughing or tell me, oh, you don't have to say that, but I do. <laughs> because what he does, Brittany, is is he he's a curious man. And he's learned about every single denomination. Mm. He has learned about Judaism. Yes. He speaks to Muslims and is kind to them. Mm. He's kind to Hindus. And any other religion that I can't think of right now, but he's one of those that even if you're not walking with me right now, you're teaching me something. That's right. That's right. And he takes that into and he takes that and tries to turn it into pearls. And I don't think he's consciously trying, but it's it's a really neat thing. So I think what you're teaching us today is that we need to be the same way. If we're walking like Jesus and to become more Christ like, we've got to think what would Jesus do? I see so many of those bumper stickers, WWJD, <laughs> and yes. the guys shaking their fist as they're driving by, right? Right. <laughs> they're yelling at you. Well, you think about all the apostles, the disciples that Jesus yeah. had, you think that they all would have all been one denomination? No. I don't think so. They weren't. You know, I read this the other day, and I just thought it was so neat. It says, Jesus didn't eat with sinners and tax collectors because he wanted to appear inclusive, tolerant, and accepting. He ate with them to call them to a changed and fruitful life, to die to self and live Mm. for him. His call is transformation of life, not affirmation of identity. Motive. Yes. The motive, right? You keep coming back to motive. You're so right. Yes. is Is it really is our motive to honor the Lord and glorify the Lord and to learn from one another. I, I can't wait to meet this, Pastor Brian, because is this our motive? What is our motive? My heart broke as I spoke to one of the pastors. We're actually doing a, a leadership summit in the west part of Houston next week. And one of the pastors, when I called him to invite him, my heart broke. My heart broke because he said, we've already tried this. We've already done this. It doesn't work. It's not going to work. And yeah. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. For such a time as this, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what we're talking about, casting our pearls mm. and shelving our pearls. Hey, if you put the pearl in front of somebody and they don't look at it as, as a pearl, mm-hmm. put it back on the shelf and wait. Right. Ask for God's timing, right? The testimony, again, 
ask for God's timing because mm-hmm. now all of these pieces, even that pastor whose heart has been broken over doing everything he can to unify the church and to glorify the Lord in all that he does, even though he's been upset because that pearl has been rejected, you know what? Now he has a testimony to build upon that mm-hmm. pearl. And now exactly. he can go back and say, you know, I've tried this once. Guys, we got to get it together. We have to unify. This is absolutely vital. And I believe that as women, we go back to the Jeremiah 31, 22, there will come a day when woman encompasses a man. Do I believe that a woman is going to encompass the whole world? No, absolutely not. That's not what I believe. But when you look at the original culture, the original context and the original scripture, it is talking about Holy Spirit and that comforter coming Mm -hmm. alongside and almost mothering all of us, right? Bringing us together. And if that is a pastor's heart and his motive is to do that and to bring the kingdom together and to unite the kingdom so that people are running towards the Lord, running towards the kingdom, running towards the church when they know that all else has failed and all all of us can do, all 40, 50 different denominations Mm -hmm. can do is all point towards Jesus, all point towards the cross. We have done well, and I think that there are so many churches across the globe that have done that well. Mm-hmm. I think America is the last one to get on that boat, and we really need to. We've had prosperity that's gotten in our way. Yes, we have. And, and it hurts us sometimes. Uh, I don't know if you remember, um, there was a big market crash in 2008, mm. and I yes. remember... Um, <laughs> Being at a luncheon uh, for a bank, which is interesting, and they all found out at once and they left the luncheon because they all got text messages at the same time. So that was weird. But um, we started hearing about it instantly on the radio. You know, market crash, terrible, awful. All these terrible things are going to happen. And I drove home that afternoon and I happened to go by. I live in Sugarland, so I went by the mall and the parking lot was packed. And then I took another turn and I went by where, you know, other clothing stores were. Uh-huh. And the Parking lots were packed, and I thought, wow, if we have a market crash and we're still shopping, and the news just hit, we're not even in shock about it. We just went to the mall. Right. What does that mean? Right. We we are sometimes cloaked from the word because we have so much buffering us. We do. We're not hungry. No, we're not. And I think that a lot of times our job is to take that testimony Mm. And to come back to creating a hunger for the Lord, right? Because if somebody hears your testimony, but also hears the exchange of what God did in that testimony and the pearl that was created, Mm -hmm. then what other people will say is, wait a minute, I've been through something so similar. Mm -hmm. And instead of the bitterness or the frustration or the anger that I have, maybe God, this God that this person is talking about, this Jesus, this this comforter, the Holy Spirit that this person is talking about that was a comforter during all this time, maybe they can do it for me. And then what we create is this desire, this hunger for the Lord, the Mm. hunger for the kingdom. So then we can take heaven and we can bring it down to earth because we are all pointing to the same Jesus, the same cross, the same Lord God Almighty who sent his son to die for us. He sent his son to create pearls. Yes, He did. And you know what? When we get to heaven, we're all going to be casting our pearls to him and giving them all and giving our jewels. So it's a really neat circle that (laughs) you really think about from brokenness to rubble 
you know, because rubble also comes from brokenness, but mm-hmm. you got to break some things even more in order to even create rubble. Right. And then giving those to the Lord and asking what things are going to be pearls, what things are going to become an altar, what things are you going to use to make the community livable I again? Right. And so it's a holy exchange that uh, we really need to start focusing on with the Lord. Just a holy exchange. Well, speaking of holy exchange, we have come pretty much to the end of our program. So before we leave you today, I would like to ask you, Brittany, just for some final words on casting your pearls, what we can expect when we do that. And then we'll see you next week and we'll have a whole new topic to talk about. But this week, casting your pearls. Yes. What what does it mean? Well, I think what it means is that we need to learn to identify our pearls and sit down with the Lord privately and really write down our testimony and what the Lord has done in our lives and ask him what pieces in our lives has he turned into something absolutely beautiful? What pieces is he not done yet with? I would love to hear from other people, anybody else who has listening. If you go to kinsicoryministries.com, you can contact me, but it's kinsicoryministries, K-I-N-T-S-U-K-U-R-O-I ministries.com. If you don't know how to spell it or if that was too quick, if you look up Kinsakori online, you can absolutely find kinsakoriministries.com and just message me and tell me about the pearls because we would love to probably have you on the show and to share what God has done in your life. You've been listening to Brokenness to Beauty with Brittany Francis. Join us every Thursday evening at 5.30 p.m. To hear this program again, go to kkht.com and click on the podcast. For more information, visit kintsukoriministries.com, K-I-N-T-S-U-K-U-R-O-I. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 